0: To First Baptist Church of Chicota's audio sermon, my name is Jeff Holt. I'm the student pastor here. Thank you again for joining us on another audio sermon from Pastor Steve Dennis. If you have missed out on the last couple of weeks, you have missed out on some really good sermons. Pastor Steve delivered another one yesterday as he was open about some of the trials that he is facing in his life right now. How God is giving him hope throughout everything. If you've missed any previous audio sermons, you can get caught up on our church app, our website, YouTube, or even Spotify. Before we jump into today's audio sermon, I want to remind you that this weekend is our little weekend for our youth here at the church. If you have a child, grades 7 through 12, they are more than welcome to join us here at this free event. We're going to be having an inflatable, nerf war, we're going bowling, we have tons of food, and three different times that we're going to be worshiping our Lord and finding out who we are in Christ as we search out our identity. It starts this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and ends Monday morning at 11 a.m. The reason why we can do that is because on January 20th is Martin Luther King Day we're out of school on that day. The list of items that they need to bring is on our website. You can also register at the same location as shakotafbccom slash events slash little dash weekend. In today's audio sermon, Pastor Steve gives great biblical wisdom on how to renew your mind and why it's so important to do so because of the sin that creeps up into your life and could possibly take it over. Pastor Steve uses a number of verses throughout Scripture to help us, but if you have our app, you can follow along with his notes. You can also find them at our website. He'll be using, he'll be preaching, excuse me, from Romans chapter 12 and verse 2.
1: So I want you to be thinking of something. February is coming up, 29 days in February, and um, for the last two or three years. We take the month of February, and I encourage you to give something up. Fast from something. Um, Two years ago, I fasted from TV, which was remarkably very hard for me to do. Uh, Last year, I fasted from food for 30 days, which was easier than than TV. That's weird. I know it wasn't easy, but it was easier, it seems like. Um, I want you to be thinking about something that that you would, would give up just fast from. And during that time of fasting, you would spend that time with God. You know, uh, the wonderful thing about fasting from food is it really makes you hungry. And anytime you feel hunger, it reminds you that I need to be spending that time with God. So I don't know what you could fast from. Maybe it's not food. My son-in-law can't fast from food because he was born with juvenile diabetes he cannot fast some some of you it would not be healthy for you to do that so don't don't but if I promise you if you really inquire of God what he would have you to fast from he will tell you now some of your wives are already given the husbands what to fast from probably you know uh, I don't know but because uh, um, I see a lot of talking between couples <laughs> But uh, all I'm saying is, would you really consider that? 30 days of a transformation in your life. What if 30 days, I mean, you could really transform your life spiritually. We, talked, we started last week, uh, and I'm kind of going through a 50-day transformation sermon series. Last week, we talked about drawing near, coming back to God. We looked at the story of the prodigal son. And any time we get far away from God, we have more troubles, when we come closer to God, we have less issues. I'm just saying, and I'm not saying that God takes away all of our problems because he's not taking, obviously, this problem away we're dealing with. But he does give us the peace and the grace to just get through whatever we're having to face. It's amazing how God will give you the peace that passes all understanding in times of trouble. And so I'm just encouraging you. Would you really begin to just seek the Lord? you got... You have some 17 days, whatever it is, till the end of this month. Say, God, what would you have me give up? For some of you, it may just be sugar. And I don't mean just maybe. That's a big thing. You know, whatever it is. Um, I'm not fasting from food or TV. I'm, I'm going to do a healthy living thing. And I've encouraged uh, two, three of my best friends to join in with me. And I'd like to encourage any guy in here, if you're interested in, in doing this, i 'm buying a packet that 's going to help me um, and and i could I could help you with that i 'm not selling stuff guys but i 'm just saying i 'm going to do a healthy living and and because I mean you know as much as I like eating, um, you know my, my shape has changed much since we 've been married uh, When we got married, I was about two hundred pounds, and in the thirty years we 've been married i 've gained a little weight. <laughs> You don't need to know how much, and and, it doesn't matter. But that's not healthy for me. And also, it it, you know, and this is just me speaking about me. Okay, I'm not speaking about anybody in this room. Me, you know, I want to honor God in 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 my health. You know, and so I would encourage you. um, We're we're, few of us in here are going to start, and I'm doing that through February, and I'm sticking to it, and. And I want to, not just through February, but I, I I need to change some things in my life. But I can't do them outside the power of the Holy Spirit. I can buy supplements and things to help me, but it's got to be through the power of the Holy Spirit that that any of us ever change anything. And so, today, we're talking about a subject that I think most of us, um, sometimes we, I don't know if I want to use the word overlook, but if we we really don't think about the renewing of our mind, but we have to. We have to renew our minds every day. We have to, and I needed a lot of renewing this week. I mean, really, when I heard we were out of a couple of trials, guys, that punched me in the gut. Um, it just did. Because, uh, I, I mean, there is really some, some hope, and here's the funny thing. I know that our hope isn't in a trial. I know that the hope wasn't in a trial the hope is always found in Jesus Christ i preach it all the time i'm just really having to live it now <laughs> and 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 it's it's just i mean it's it's hard but it's just, i don't want to be anywhere else but just walking by faith not by sight so renewing your mind guys it, we're going to talk for about 30 minutes here and just really key in because what satan wants to do in these next 30 minutes is Distract you. He wants you to wander away because when our minds really need to focus, or when my mind really needs to ponder something of God's Word, it wants to wander, right? And you're probably the same way. So I'm asking you that you would really ponder God's Word for the next 25, 30 minutes. And just see what God does, what he says to you. This is not just something from me. This is, we're looking at God's word today, and we're talking about renewing our mind. In your Bibles, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. If you want to turn there, you can, but the words are on the screen. But this is kind of what we've been jumping off of uh, for the last couple of Sundays, and we'll continue to jump off this, this passage of Scripture into other passages of Scripture. But Romans twelve, two says this, Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. We conform pretty well don 't we? We as individuals conform when when we get around people, we conform to that when you 're at, at the water cooler, at the coffee uh, or in your office workspace, and the conversation is a little less uh, uh, wholesome than it should be it 's easy to conform and just go along with the crowd when you 're at school in the lunchroom or wherever you may be you know it 's easy to conform and we, we do that, but the Bible says. Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. That's what we need. We need transformation in our life, and that's why I'm encouraging you through the month of February. You be thinking about what can you give up, what can you, what can you do. I, I, I want a healthy living through February, I, and, and for the rest of 2020. And, and I'm, I need to start tomorrow or today, uh, but we're really going to focus on on February, but. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so that's what we're talking about today, renewing of our mind. Why should we worry about the renewing of our mind? Why should we worry about it? Because, very simply, because my thoughts control my life. Your thoughts control your life. Your thoughts become an action. Your thoughts control our life. All, all, all of us, uh, uh, you know, sin starts in the mind... And so our thoughts control our mind. The Bible says in Proverbs, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. So if you think you're ugly, you're going to walk around and feel like you're ugly. Listen, you're not ugly. You were created perfectly in the image of God. There's no ugly person in this room. I don't care what people tell you. Uh, you know, for a long time, I've heard someone say that their parents used to tell them that they were not as smart as their other uh, siblings. You know, and, and, and you may feel lesser than your other siblings. There's no lesser than, okay? When we think something of ourselves, typically that becomes an action in our life, and then we walk around thinking, well, I'm just not smart enough. I'm not as good as so-and-so. Yeah, I went to school too, and, and I had teachers say, well, you're just, you don't act like your brother Eric. Well, of course not. You know why? Let me tell you why I don't act like my brother Eric. I'm not Eric. I'm Steve, and I was created as Steve in the image of Steve, or image of God, you know, so why would I want to act like my brother Eric? I mean, he's an idiot anyway. Listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying that laugh, yeah. And one reason we really need to worry about focusing and renewing our mind is because it's the battlefield for sin. You think it before you do it. I write my sermons in the middle of the night. I study in the middle of the night. I do. Sometimes I'm up till 3, 3.30 in the morning, you know, making notes, uh, studying, watching, I mean, you know, research, all of that. And it's funny how I'll sit there, and, and we've had a good dinner, and it comes about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm studying, I'm reading the Bible, and this thought pops in my mind. Boy, brownie sure would be nice right now. You ever do that? Have you ever been praying to God, and then all of a sudden you just think of something off and just, well, listen. Our minds is a battlefield for sin because I don't need brownies at 2 o'clock in the morning, all right? Listen, look at this passage of Scripture with me. I love to do God's will as far as my new nature is concerned. Now, this is Paul writing. He said, as far as my new nature is concerned, I love doing God's will. But there is something else deep within me that is at war in my mind and wins the fight and makes me a slave to sin within me. In my mind, I want to be God's servant, but instead I find myself still enslaved to sin. Can anyone in here give me an amen on that? That's, I've, I feel that way every day of my life, it seems like. I want to do what's right as, because we have a new nature living inside of us. and Because of that new nature living inside of us, you know, I want to do what God's word says, but there's something deep within me. It's a, it's a war that's going on in my mind, and it, what it does, it causes me to be a slave to sin. That's Romans seven twenty two and 23. But also, we need to worry about the renewing of our mind because it's the key to peace and happiness in your life. It is. When you renew your mind, when you focus on the things of God, when you allow the Holy Spirit to control you and your thoughts. And listen, here's the thing. I've heard people say, you know, you, you can't really control your thoughts. Yes, you can. You're in control of your thoughts. And if you've ever prayed this prayer, God, would you just change my thoughts? Would You, you know what God's going to say? He's going to say, it's your mind. I gave it to you. You do it. We can be in control of our thoughts. But here's the thing. Satan will put a thought in your mind. Satan will put something, a thought in your mind and say, well, you deserve that. You go ahead and do that. That person doesn't need to be forgiven. You don't need to forgive that person. And Satan will drop that in your thought process. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, that's right. I don't need to forgive them. They were, really, they were really harsh to me. They treated me wrong. And we begin to buy into the lie that Satan puts in our mind. We need to worry about the renewing of our mind because it's the key to peace and happiness. Look at this passage of Scripture. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. How can I renew my mind? How can we do this? I must feed my mind with truth. You need to be feeding your mind with truth. It's just like healthy living for me through the month of February. Listen, if, if through, through the month of February all I did was, was eat junk food, I mean, I could really change my appearance in 29 days. But if I really do healthy living and, and, and I'm concerned about what I'm putting in my body, I'm going to change my appearance in a better way well, think about your mind. If all you do is feed your mind on the junk of the world, you're going to think about the junk of the world. I must feed my mind with truth, and truth only comes from the Bible. The Bible says this. People need more than bread for their life. They must feed on every word of God. That's where we find truth. You don't find truth, and I, one of my, one of my p- political... Uh, uh, one of the political people I like to listen to is uh, Chris Christie, you know, but he's got issues all of his own, trust me. But, but I do like sometimes his perspective. But he doesn't always tell the truth, you know, and, and, and you think of people like uh, on Fox News or CNN. If you're looking to the world for truth, you're going to be disappointed every time. But if you looked at God's word, you will never be disappointed because that's where we find truth. We need to feed on God's word. When do I feed my mind? Very simply, when do I do this? All the time, all the time. The Bible says in in Psalms 119, 147, I rise early to cry out for help and I put my hope in your words. David said, early in the morning I get up and I put my words, but also look at this one. Lord, how I love your word. I think about it all day long. He thinks about God's word all day long. Now, now remember this. At this point in time of his life, he's being chased. They're trying to kill him, they're trying to take his life, and he's writing these words. If somebody was trying to take your life, would you be thinking of God's word? Would you? Or would you be, be panicked or terrified, running, thinking everything, or calling the cops? David says, no, what I do is I think about your word all day long. But look at this passage of Scripture in Psalms. Even in the darkness of night, your teachings fill my mind. David said, at night you fill my mind. Early in the morning I get up and I think of your word. All day long, God, I think of your word all day long. If you're looking for truth in this world, we will always be disappointed. But you will not be disappointed in God. Not in God's word. Number two, I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. If all you watch is Halloween 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, you're going to have a lot of destructive thoughts in your mind. We really need to be careful of what we watch at the movies and on TV. We really need to be careful of what we listen to. I need to free my mind from destructive thoughts. Look at this passage of Scripture. It says, Though we live in the world, we do not rage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish any argument, every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive... That word take captive. We take captive. You know what that means? We take control of every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take control of our thoughts. If you're just out there thinking of anything and everything all the time, guys, you're not being controlled by the Holy Spirit. We need to renew our mind, and we can do that. We can control our thoughts. But we have to be careful of what we're putting in We have to focus on the truth of God's word all the time. In the morning, in the day, in the dark of night, David says, listen, I think of your word all the time. But what do we we focus on sometimes? I mean, we focus on the junk of the world. We're like catfish sometimes. We're bottom feeders. We just feed off the junk of this world. And the Bible says, stop doing that. You need to focus. You need to take captive of every thought to make it obedient to Christ take it captive, control it, get it in order, get your mind right. (laughs) How does temptation work? How are we tempted? Very simply, how are we tempted? Temptation comes from the lure of our own evil desires. These desires lead to evil actions. Then the evil actions lead to death. What we think of, what you think about yourself, will, kind of will become your reality. If you think you're ugly, if you think that no one loves you, if you think that God doesn't love you, you're going to act like no one loves you and that God doesn't love you. But those are lies that Satan gives us. And so that's why we have to take captive. Temptation comes from the lure of our own evil desires. These evil desires lead to evil actions. And then the evil actions lead to death. Death first step that temptation has on you is a desire now not all desires are bad listen god created us to have desires desires are good but what we do is if we're not feeding our mind correctly then we're going to be desiring wrong things think about the garden of eden here's god and he plants this this orchard of trees in the garden of eden and he says there's one you can't eat of and so what what are they attracted to the one they couldn't eat of that's what the, the, the and then their their action satan comes in and what does he do he puts a little doubt in their mind did god really say i mean did god really say you couldn't eat of the tree that one that one in the middle did he say you couldn't i mean think about this for a moment here's adam and eve living in 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 paradise they had no children they're, they're 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 nude not to be crass but i mean How do you screw that up? How do you mess that up? By doubting God's word. Paradise, no kids, together, and they mess it up. Because their desire led to death. They looked at the one thing they couldn't have, and that's what they desired. First step is a desire. What what do you desire in this life? Now, if I ask you right now, what do you desire more than anything? Most of you are going to say, God, because you're sitting in church and it's Sunday. But if that thought came on Thursday afternoon, you're driving in your car, what's the thing you desire the most? I wonder what that would be. A parking spot at Walmart? More money in your bank account? Less bills? Promotion at work? I mean, what's the one thing we desire the most? If if it's not God every single time, then we're out of step with God. Temptation starts with the desire. Second step is doubt. You doubt God's love in your life. You doubt God's faithfulness in your life. You doubt that God really cares about you. You doubt God. You doubt that God can really bring the enjoyment that you're searching for in this world. You doubt that he's, he, he can fulfill your happiness better than you can. And you begin to doubt that. Well, I just want to run around with my friends, and I've heard guys before say this, and, and I don't say this because I just don't like the saying, but I heard guys say, well, it doesn't matter. I'm just window shopping. Really? It does matter. Because your thoughts become your action. I had a friend down south when we were at church. And he'd make that comment. He'd joke about it occasionally. (laughs) Just window shopping. You realize he's not with his wife now? They went ahead and divorced. And here's a good part of this story. He was a deacon at First Baptist Church. He was just window shopping. Your desires will lead you to death. Your thoughts will become your actions. Second step is doubt. You doubt God. You doubt the goodness of God. Man, let me be, let me be bold or just transparent. We were slammed this week. We had some moments of, God, what are you doing? Satan wanted to just put that thought in, well, see, God really doesn't care. We had to battle that this week. We had to put, Satan just put that thought in our mind of, well, this was the only hope we had. Well, we know that's not right, but we had to battle that this week. Second step to temptation is just doubt. You doubt the truthfulness of God's word. Third step is deception. You believe the lies of Satan. When we believe the lies of Satan, and Satan says, well, see, God really doesn't care. See, God really, he, he, he doesn't really, he doesn't know who you are. He, he, he's, he, he's not with you. And we, we just begin to believe what Satan says. That's how temptation creeps in and begins to get a stronghold in us. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is when we believe a lie. And many of you have strongholds in your life. You have things that you believe that are lies. Many of you believe you're ugly. There's no one ugly in this room. But you believe you are. Because people have told you you are. There's no dumb person in this room. But you think you are. Because people told you you are. God never said you were. God never said you were ugly. All God says is, I love you. And I created you in my image. But we believe the lies of Satan. And that's how temptation comes in. That's how it gets hold of us. Force is disobedience and defeat. Man, we got close to being feeling defeated. And then we just have a Holy Ghost revival in our bedroom. Sitting on, on a couch. Going, uh uh Okay, God. What feels like a setback is just going to be a setup for you. You know, we don't know what you're going to do. We're just going to trust you. We don't know. and We're at the point of we just have nothing but God. And I think that's probably where he won us the whole time. Disobedience and defeat. I have made up my mind to obey your laws forever. And no matter what, if we had not done that, in our life before yet this week. Been devastated. But see we learned a long time ago. Even if we don't see the hand of God. We know the heart of God. We trust the heart of God. And it doesn't mean that God's playing hide and seek from us. It doesn't mean he's mad at us. It doesn't mean that he hates us. It just means God's got a will out there. And what we got to do is draw nearer to him. And he'll show us what it is. Number three, I must. I must. I wrote that twice. It was three in the morning. I must focus my mind on the right things. In order to renew your mind, you must focus your mind on the right things. Think about Jesus. When you have nothing to say, when you don't know what to say, when you feel like the wind's left you, you've been punched in the gut, and you don't know what to do, just say Jesus. Jesus. There's just something about that name. Kings and kingdom will all fade away, but there's something about that name. Jesus. Jesus. Think about Jesus. Keep your mind on Jesus Christ, 2 Timothy 2.8. Think about Jesus and his example. He held on while wicked people were doing evil things to him. So do not get tired and stop trying, Hebrews 12.3. Think about Jesus. Look at the example that he gave us. While wicked people were doing evil things to him, he held on. Think about others. Think about others. When we we begin to refocus our mind, when we begin to allow the Holy Spirit to renew our mind, we think about Jesus and we think about others. The Bible says, don't just think about your own affairs, but be interested about others too and in what they are doing. Philippians 2.4. Now, I'm just going to brag on her for a minute because I don't know what it's like to have a, um, a terminal illness. I don't know. I don't have ALS. I just live with it, and that's a big difference. She has it. She battles it. Her legs don't work. She struggles to pick up her foot. I have to dress her. I have to bathe her. I mean, all pride has gone out of her life. But I'll sit in the living room and she's sitting on Facebook and she's telling other people about Jesus and encouraging people and people call her and she just tells them about Jesus. And I'm like, that's humbling to me. And I'm bragging on her and get over it if you don't like it. Because I'm just humbled by that. Don't just think about your own affairs but be interested in other people. I mean, we're not the only ones going through this. You guys have a thousand problems. And some of your issues are much worse than ours. But what we do is when times happen like this, we begin to just focus and focus on us. And go, oh, woe is me. And life is hard. And life does stink at times. But we've got to be thinking of other people. Even in the midst of the storm. Think of other people. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, he was thinking of you. When he was hanging on the cross, he looked at John and said, John, take care of my mother. He's thinking of her. We have to think of other people. Let us think about each other and help each other to show love and good deeds. Hebrews 12, 24. Think about eternity. Have you ever heard the expression, well, they're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good? You ever heard that well I think sometimes I've talked for a long time haven't I? I think sometimes we don't think of eternity enough that we're no heavenly good man there is a goal for us as believers in Christ and that's heaven that's to be with Jesus Christ for eternity to be be worshiping, not sitting on some cloud playing a harp, but I'm saying, guys, we're going to have fellowship in heaven. The Bible says they come from the north and the south and the east and the west, and they sit at the banquet table of God. I'm going to eat in heaven, and there's no calories in heaven. There's nothing i got to worry about health-wise in heaven. I'm not going to have illness. I'm not going to have sickness. She's going to be running up and down the street. She may outrun me in a foot race when we get to heaven. We need to be thinking about eternity. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not think only about things down here on earth. Sometimes all we do is we dwell on things down here. We need to be thinking about things in heaven. We need to be focusing on eternity. We need to be telling other people about eternity and caring about other people. But it's really easy when you get gut punched about a health issue or something going on in your life that we just shut the door, get under the cover, and we don't get up. But we got to think about other people. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Guys, we can't imagine. The song says, I can only imagine, and that is true. We can read about heaven. We can t- look in Revelation about the dimensions of heaven and the, the, the things of heaven, the gold streets and the trees and the eating and the fellowship, and we can think about all of that, but really all we're doing is we're truly just imagining what, how good it's going to be. Heaven. For some of us, it's coming quicker. For some of you in your 20s, you think, well, I have, I have 70 years to worry about that. Maybe you don't. My niece was 17 years old. And it came quickly. Mr. Houser was 55 years old. It came quickly. Jerry's niece was 59. It came quickly. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed this afternoon. We had a brother go home from church one afternoon and never come back because God took him home. How we miss it. But oh, we wouldn't want him to come back to this. I miss my grandmother and my grandfather. I miss my niece. I miss my father in law. I will miss her one day. But I will never want him to come back. Because no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind can imagine what God has prepared for those who love him we need to refocus, we need to renew, allow the Holy Spirit to renew our mind by the truth of God's Word. In the morning, in the, all day long, late at night, we need to be focusing on God's Word. We need to be mindful of what we're allowing our minds to hear, our eyes to see, and the things that we think about. And you can control that. It's your mind. God gave it to you. Use it for his glory. Think on the things of God. and Don't focus so much on the things down here. Let's focus more on the things of God. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to renew our minds. Say, God, here's my mind. I'm going to think on you.
0: Thank you again for listening to today's audio sermon. If you're listening to us today and you do not have a church home, we'd love for you to join us on Sunday mornings at 945 for our Sunday school time, 1055 for our worship time. Next week, we will begin our little weekend for our youth group, so I'll be in the pulpit preaching. Be sure to join us then for another message from God's Word. For more information and previous sermons, please check out our website at ShakotaFBC.com, or you can download our church app today. Search in your app store for Church App tithely